Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. This podcast is being brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the executive director and founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. I want to introduce my co-hosts today, Ishita and John. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Hello again. Hello. Today we have some special guests that you have both invited, and we're going to be talking about friendship when... What's it like as the sighted friend of somebody who's blind or partially sighted? So maybe I'll get you guys to introduce your friends. So I have joining me today, one of my best friends, um, Jasleen. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Um, So I guess just a little backstory on us. Uh, We met when we were in high school and we have been friends for uh, six years now. So it's been a while. Yeah, uh, this is John, and uh, today with me is my one of my good friends, Michael. And yeah. uh, yep, and we've known uh, Michael's actually a year uh, older than me. He was a, a grade ahead of us, and uh, he was he's actually a friend of one of my friends first. And then when we all started hanging out more, Michael became one of more one of my uh, one of my good friends as well. So, and now we've pretty much just we're just on the on the on that level of everyone's the same level of friend, and we've known each other since. God, we're old. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> like 10 plus years? Yeah. Well, I'll well, say that. Yeah, something like high school ended uh, 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to you both. I really appreciate you being here. So I'm kind of curious when you each kind of figured out that your friend had a visual impairment. So I don't know. I know both both John and Ishita are partially sighted, and um, I'm not sure if I know John. You didn't always use a white cane, and I'm just curious. Like, did was it obvious? Did you know right from the beginning, or was there sort of a, a point when it was made apparent to you that they had a visual impairment? When I met Ishita, she was with she was already friends with someone else, and. Um... So I got to know her friend a little bit better than I got to know her because her friend, like me and her friend connected more and Ishita didn't talk so much, but I saw Ishita looking at things really closely and I didn't know why she was doing it. I thought maybe she just liked looking at things closely or something. I wasn't sure what she was doing, but, um, and I didn't, I didn't think too much about it. And then a few weeks later, like still, I didn't like, we were talking that whole time and I didn't think about it. And then someone mentioned it to me. I'm not sure if it was Ishita or if it was her friend or someone else I'm not sure yeah. I was just gonna say it's very very casual um I've learned and I talked to another friend from high school that I did not disclose to anyone apparently that I was visually impaired it wasn't a thing that I did I do it now and I'm a lot better at it but I think Jasmine was kind of in the dark for a while um and I remember distinctly one time um we were in the library because uh her and that other friend she was mentioning both love to read 
and they were in the library reading. So I wanted to like fit in. So I grabbed a book and like pretended to read, but then I noticed quickly that it was upside down. And um, I don't think they noticed. So I, I tried to fit in, but eventually, again, I don't know if I told her someone else told her, but uh, it was mentioned. I didn't, it didn't change anything in the friendship. So that was also, uh, I was really grateful about that too. It's been a while since I last, you know, when I first met him, but if I remember right, um, John had like um, pretty decent vision at the beginning. It just progressively went worse. He, I think he, you wore sunglasses, didn't you, John? I mean, not sunglasses, like normal glasses, right? Yeah, regular glasses. Yeah, so like, I just thought he was, um, you know, he just had poor eyesight or whatever, but it wasn't like um, to the blind level. I don't think he ha was that level. And he just uh, um, casually one day we were at his house or whatever, we were talking about his eyesight and stuff. And he just um, casually says like, oh yeah, it's probably gonna get worse and I'm gonna get, actually get legally blind or something. It's like, oh, you know, it didn't affect me, our friendship that much. So I just accepted it and continued on. I think we worry about, well, at least I can speak for myself. I, when I was, a teenager and a young adult, my, I could sort of fake it as sighted. Um, and I didn't really, it was an awkward, it was always an awkward thing. Like, how do you tell people in a social situation that you're visually impaired if they don't notice? And, and it's not like you want to say, Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Sean. And by the way, I'm visually impaired, <laughs> but then yeah. until they know, and even still, if I'm at a party or something, I don't have my cane. I'm just sitting on the couch. People don't necessarily know. And it's sort of this awkward thing of like, I feel uncomfortable because you don't know that I can't see, but there's no way for me to naturally mention it. So it can be really stressful. So Ishita, you don't remember whether it was you that disclosed or your friend that just like, so it wasn't like a big moment for you. No, I think, yeah, that's the thing. Like, even if it was me, it wasn't anything that stuck in my mind. I feel like if I mentioned it, I would have been like, oh, by the way, I'm visually impaired. And then I think Jasmine would just say, oh, okay. Like, it wasn't right. anything of a moment. And plus, at least I can speak to why I didn't mention it much. It wasn't that I tried to hide it. I think it was pretty obvious that I was... Uh, I saw things a bit differently. I did things a bit differently. Um, or at least people would question it. Like, Jasmine kind of just thought, like, oh, maybe... I don't know why she's doing that, but she didn't want to ask me or she didn't know how to approach it. And I asked I, at the time, I didn't actually know my condition. So it, it was really hard for me to explain what I had. Mm -hmm. So I thought instead of just, um, I guess, explaining it badly, uh, maybe I just let them figure it out on their own. And that's kind of what I did. I'd, of course, now I know how to explain it and it's a lot better. I think it's a lot more smoother. Um, but yeah, it just, it wasn't a thing that I guess we both thought it was a big deal about. So it just, happen naturally and what about you john do you remember telling michael honestly i thought our other friend connor told him because mm. the other thing since michael's a year ahead of us he's not in my classes so uh, but i have like all the kids in my uh in my classes and the like the in elementary school all the kids that grew up with me they all understood they all knew something was up because we had all the cool tech in our room and nobody right. else did but yeah i don't i don't like I don't, yeah, I don't remember yeah. telling. Michael. I feel like it was Connor. Rely on Connor to tell someone something. That's a good idea. <laughs> the only other time it comes out is with uh with our other friend when we were in high school, and she would be like, "It's can't you read that sign over there?" What are, and she'd actually she she'd full on say the line, "What are you blind?" And then mm -hmm. she'd stare at me for five seconds, and then look, and then tip her head down, being like, "My God, I'm a dummy." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was never anything. It was just like your 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 kids. You're like, 
it's like it's right over there why can't you see it's can't you see that and it's like you look at them you smile and they they feel like real <laughs> yeah smile and wave boys okay so michael and jasmine is there do you feel like is there something different about your friendships with Ishita and john from other friendships with just other sighted people well, there's definitely like some things that I have to um, change when I'm hanging out with John or asking stuff like so he like even if he can't see, um, he still likes to have um, nice looking things. So sometimes he'll come ask me what looks nice and I'll tell him what he should buy or what she should get. He should hmm. get not that I'm, you know, very good at um, fashion or whatever, but stuff like that. And um, whenever we walk down the street or whatever and he doesn't want to pull out his cane, sometimes he'll um, hold on to a shoulder or whatever um for me it's i don't really notice like any like big things like most of the stuff that like if it's just that needs help with anything it's just like it's not that different it's like normal it's kind of like what became normal now like um i read her menus and like in movies i just describe what's going on and like i, I think she prefers it that way too and um like if she's like if she's walking and I notice something like in front of her on the ground then I just point that out it's just like things like that but it's not like it's just like a normal thing though it's nothing really different yeah I do have to say I prefer Jocelyn helping me a lot more like uh, when we go to the movies I don't like describe audio just because I find it too bland and mm -hmm. I turn on the Jocelyn uh, describe audio <laughs> and she describes it a lot better to me and we actually like joke about it in some aspects of the film if I don't catch something she'll be like oh you know this is why people are laughing and I'm like oh okay so it's it's a lot more entertaining for me personally and I'm happy to know that she doesn't mind it and she likes it as well so it's another aspect that I think um she definitely doesn't do it with her other friends I'm assuming but I think it's something that like brings us closer as well I had a friend in high school who was so used to describing things to me that she would find herself describing them to her family and to other people. <laughs> and they'd be like, why are you telling me what's happening? <laughs> it became so, so much of a habit. Um, okay. So here's a question for the sighted friends. Do people ever speak to you and ask you what your friend would like? You know, would she like, what would she like to order or her shoelaces are untied or any, any of that, does that ever happen? People usually ask me about Ishita's like condition. They don't, I don't think people usually ask me like, um, like instead of she needs help, if she needs help and they notice she needs help, they don't say like directly to me about that, but they ask me about her condition and um, I don't mind explaining it, but I know Ishita prefers if she talks to them herself about it and explains it because she thinks that's like the best ways through her and yeah i think so too john's walk and his his appearance like pretty much doesn't give away that he's blind like if he doesn't have his um cane with them um they will no one will really know the difference and even if the, he has a cane like they still won't figure it put two, two, two and two together so most interactions with like waiters and stuff like that um they don't know why I'm like describing the menu about them or why um, like I'm ordering for my friend because they don't realize that he's blind. It entertains me sometimes because I think sometimes people think we're a couple. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Especially when we're eating with our friends and there's four of us. And if we're sitting beside each other, across from each other, we're ordering. Remember we when say, they put our meals one. together, like when they, when we checked out and then everyone else was all separate. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's funny because I just like, I have eternal dibs on Jocelyn sitting next to her now. So I'm like, anytime we hang out with any other friends, I'm sitting next to Jocelyn because she knows, she knows the drill. She knows how to speak and order everything like that. So uh, maybe some other of, of our other friends get a little jealous because of that, but uh, there's a reason behind it. So mm-hmm. it's not just with Michael; it's my other friend too. When I'm sitting with her, sometimes if she, if because it just depends on who's ordering at the time. If she's sitting beside me and she orders, and then she starts saying what I want, then they'll think they'll they'll start to put our bills together. It's like, yeah, I'm like, that's eh, okay, guys. <laughs> so, Ishita and John, what are some things that your friends do for you that you really appreciate? Um, because I don't know if it's because we're friends or, or as a result of us being friends, we're also interested in a lot of the same things. Like we play a lot of video games, we watch a lot of anime, so we get uh, recommend we recommend each other anime, and then sometimes Michael like to he'll tell me about something and he'll try to get me hooked on something because I haven't watched yet for one reason or another. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes we'll just uh, tell me certain things that um, I've missed or something, and then. The board games is like when we are playing certain things. Um, so one of Michael's one of the guys who'll help uh, facilitate the game so that I can play it. Mm. Yeah, uh, I I'd say quite similar to me, Jocelyn. Uh, we have like quite similar interests um, uh, with video games or just like in general mobile games. If there's some aspects that I can't read, uh, like if there's text and it's not voice acted, she'll read it for me um, and also describe aspects that I'm not able to see if it's not accessible through Zoom or anything else. Um, I think one like really big one that has changed recently is, uh, well, I call her my personal chauffeur because <laughs> she recently got her license. And, uh, now it's, uh, a lot easier for us to hang out actually. Cause you know, before you'd have to like coordinate a bus schedule or anything like that. But now, um, now that she can drive, um, we can hang out, uh, say if we want to go somewhere a little bit more further where the bus isn't always accessible. Um, it's a lot more easier to have like a trusted friend with you and to to just hang out and you know not have like your parents worry or anything like that, at least on my end. So that's been a lot, a lot, a lot better in like the recent time. So I feel you hear like that, Michael, you're not gonna work on that license. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I feel like um, some of the things that I really appreciate friends doing are kind of the automatic things. Like when we sit down in a restaurant, just just knowing that I can't read the menu and starting to kind of walk through that with me, right? Like either what do you feel like or just giving me kind of the headings or, ooh, this, this drink looks good. I think you would like this or, you know, as they... As, as they know you better, they kind of know the things you like. And then just without having to ask, I feel like that's really nice. Or even something like, I'm going to the washroom, do you need to go? You know, and, and so it's, I don't have to say, can you show me where the washroom is in a public place? Because they've kind of already made the offer, which I find really helpful. Yeah, I think also like John touched on this too, but shopping is a lot easier too uh, mm. with someone who knows your style. I mean, for me, it's basically black. Jasley knows that, but like if there's anything that she thinks I'll like or she thinks is something that I'd wear, she'd point it out and be like, oh, I think 
this is good for you. And like, uh, sometimes you don't want to bother the person who's working there and, you know, having uh, to find uh, your size or anything like that. And also just getting the opinion because sometimes you can't tell if it looks good on you. So that's also like really, really nice. Like a, you can go out for the day and shop and just hang out that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that Michael is like, is, a, is the kind of guy who'll just go and do stuff. He's not a bird or not opposed to anything because uh something we learned in the and in the at the hot springs in japan is uh depending on the size of the hot spring they don't have the staff to help blind people like they weren't gonna let me go into the hot spring um without anybody because mm. uh, right. like it had it, it worked out because we were all trying to jump into grab massage appointments at the same time and michael had gone in first and our, our other guy friend who was with us wasn't going to go into the bath so i would have to, had to wait for Michael to come back and then I could go and it was, it was really annoying little situation, but the fact that we're pretty chill, we'll just do whatever. It's really helpful. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, have you been in that situation where the person's been turned away from something or, you know, has that experience happened where it's impacted your ability to do something? Japan again. Yeah. (laughs) Three times, actually. Mm. They're not very friendly with um, blind people by themselves. You always have to, um, they always want someone with um, John in order to do stuff like roller coasters and stuff like that. I guess that kind of makes sense with coasters, but yeah. Mm. But that must have felt awkward for you, John. Yeah, there were a couple of times where I I was uncharacteristically upset. Yeah, we, we tried to, at a certain point, I just put my cane away. I'm like, all right, we're just going to pretend. Mm-hmm. One thing that Jassy and I talk about is sometimes when she explains about me and like say it with her coworkers, like, oh, my friend is visually impaired or blind. Um, there's that sense of like pittiness that comes with it. I'm just kind of curious, Jasmine, if you want to talk about that, how you kind of approach that and like what how the situations are like. Yeah, um, that happens. Yeah, I I just mentioned it. Like I mentioned a lot of things, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool, that's interesting." And then I mentioned, "Oh yeah, also she's partially sighted." And then they're like, "They're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry." Or one 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 of my coworkers said, "Um, oh yeah, I'm blind too." Well, I said she was. Oh, I said she thought I was blind. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm blind too." And I'm like, "Really?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, like I can't see without my glasses. Like it's so bad." I'm like, uh, uh, like actually, like legally blind. She's like. Oh no, no, she's actually blind. I'm like, yeah, she's actually blind. <laughs> my coworkers like, oh no, 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 no. I, like, like it's okay. You don't like it's fine. You don't have to feel bad for Ishith or anything. It's okay. It's like a normal thing. It's fine. So something that I worry about a lot with friends is that I'm maybe burning them out with too many needs, or like if I, yeah, just that. I do need you to be the one to drive. I do need you to be the one to read the menu. I do need you to be the one to show me where the bathroom is. If I've never been to this place before, I do need you to guide me. You know, there's kind of all these things. And then all of a sudden it starts to feel a bit unequal. And I'm just wondering if any of you have felt that maybe not with the particular friends that are here or as the sighted friend, have you ever felt kind of like, oh, this is more than I and maybe that's a hard thing for you to answer in front of your friends but <laughs> I think it's a an interesting conversation I'm an introvert in heart so I don't really like to 
hang out with everyone every day. So I'm just going to say all my friends will eventually annoy me, not just John. John <laughs> has annoyed me. But then, like, I'll just um, not hang out with you guys for a bit. And then next time we hang out, and perfectly fine. Let's, mm. I'll read your menu or whatever. I don't, I don't mind it yeah. or whatever. It's just, you know. Okay. Yeah. So you just know what you need. If you need to take a break from it, you just take a break and then you're good to go again. Yeah. The next time you see me, I'll be fine. I'm, I won't say anything if I'm getting frustrated with my friends. I'm usually keep it up inside and just, um, and just like, I will I only see my friends like, um, once a week, maybe twice a week, um, once, once or twice a week. So like, I always have enough time to recharge my battery before I go back to my friends. So I think our, our trip to Japan was interesting. It would have been uh, interesting for everyone because there were four of us and there were three other people to help me. Yeah. We, we had, um, a day out to ourselves. Um, just yeah. to give us some space for when we or when we were doing that traveling um, and spending like days and days weeks. and days is that's, <laughs> a more than that'll weeks. put some tension on any friendship I think. It was a little, um, yeah, it was a sweet moment at the back where um, we were feeling lonely because we haven't seen we um, were apart from each other when we were with each other every day. So we just started to hang hang out the day after, you know. Um, I think at least I can speak to what you were saying, Sean, like definitely, I don't think I feel it with Jocelyn just cause we're so close, but with other friends feeling like if I'm constantly asking for, you know, favors and, Oh, can you read this? And, you know, there's ways that I tend to like avoid that. So like if we're going out and I know where we're going out, I'll read the menu beforehand online just so I can avoid mm-hmm. having to ask people what the menu is so like it's just it's just I do tend to feel like I don't want to burden anyone else with with the responsibility of having to help me all the time Mm -hmm. um but I think like yeah definitely I don't ever feel that with Jocelyn I think just yeah like I said because we are so close and um I I think that a lot of the times that she does help me we turn it into like a conversation or like there's an inside joke between us that we can laugh about. So at least I think, I think it brings us closer, but Jasmine, feel free to add on to that. Okay. I've, I've never felt that way with Ishika, like for anything else too, not even related to like helping her like read the menu or anything like that's, it's, it's kind of fun for me. I actually enjoy like helping Ishika. I've never felt in like driving her around and stuff. It's, it's always fun for me. We both have experiences with friendships where they've um, expected more for us, or it's been a one-sided relationship. So at least for me, um, when I was growing up, like you have all these cool equipment, your MacBook and your iPad and your CCTV, and people always want to touch it and play with it. And then anytime you say no, they kind of be like, oh, okay, I thought we were friends. So that was always something growing up that I had to deal with and didn't know how to navigate, to be honest, because you know, anyone else that you ask, they are like, I, I don't know. I'd never had that happen to me before. So I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like those experiences definitely helped me understand that a real friend doesn't do that. They're not there just to play with your equipment, just to, you know, get something out of you and then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, at least Justin and I have never felt this way with each other. That's great. I'm curious for Justin and Michael, if um, I do this a lot with Jocelyn, where I try to educate her on blindness, whether she wants to hear it or not. <laughs> I just tell her as much as I can about my experiences and perspectives. So uh, have you guys, do you guys think you've definitely learned a lot from the friendship about like the blind community or disabilities in general? 
or just have extra education on these subjects? John's with like the blind sports and he occasionally um, invites me to like fundraisers and stuff like that. And I come with them. So I interact with some of his, um, what are they called? Colleagues, sport teammates. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like I've, I've seen like a fair share of the things like that. And John also described how exactly um, he's blind because not everyone gets blind by the same problem or whatever. So I kind of know what John has and stuff like that. I guess (laughs) I I know I know more things about um, blind um, or at least his blindness than I've ever known before I met him. That's for sure. Has there ever been something that you wanted to do with your friend and you thought maybe they wouldn't be able to because of their vision oh definitely okay let's talk about that um i'm an eat i like to go eat good food and stuff like that so i'm always hesitant to bring john to a hot pot place where you're or there's um a nice boiling food in the center and then you put in like the raw food and raw meat inside the pot Mm -hmm. and it seemed like um too much work to um, help John out eating those things. So we definitely, I just go, so if I want to hang out with John, I just don't, we don't, I don't go to hot pots when um, I invite John to foods and stuff like that. Instead, we'll go for like ramen or something that's a lot easier to eat. And it's, it's pretty much the same thing. They're cooking it for you rather than you cooking it yourself. How do you feel about that, John? Feeling- well, I think it's kind of funny because we did go to a hot pot place, but I guess that was also because the ramen place next door was way too busy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I went to a place like that once. It was like Father's Day and that's where we went. And my husband did all the cooking, which funnily enough, he always does all the cooking. So it wasn't really any different. But now we're in a restaurant and he's having to cook everything. And I, I remember feeling kind of I didn't like that either as the blind person I kind of felt useless in that situation like in a restaurant I never have to feel that way because people just deliver a plate of food but you know in this particular restaurant you're supposed to cook your own so yeah that's an interesting one what about you Jasmine? um for me I feel like one of the biggest things and one of the like the main things is like playing games like we try as much as we can to make things like so that I can explain it to Ishita but not all games like like you have to focus on the game like you can't play together at the same time right like I can Mm -hmm. only play for her and I can describe to her what's happening but like like in some games you have to like like put your full attention on the game like you can talk to other people in the game too but that's like the that's like something I really wish I could do with Ishita. Have you tried Mm -hmm. playing Soul Calibur? <laughs> John's really about- good at Soul Calibur. Not we're not talking about fighting games. I figured that not fighting. Fighting is something that I can do. It's like first-person shooting games are oh. like you know those kind of ones are kind of hard. But yeah, definitely like um Jess said. Oh, I wish you could play COD with me or Among Us with me or whatever. Certain games are. Um, there are certain ones that I think our tastes in games are a bit different. That's what we don't. Uh, <laughs> We don't play the same games. That's why we kind of miss out on that. But I think like, if anything, I just like 
being there like if she's playing quad me being on the headset and just randomly talking with people and I don't know getting to interact that way you know just supplementing mm. whatever way that we can that way uh mm. some interesting conversations definitely on quad mobile chat but um I think like yeah so stuff like that there is that aspect of missing out I know like in when I was in school something that I did with not Jocelyn but other people in my class was um those quizzes like BuzzFeed quizzes um when you know we had computer class and they would of course supposed to be working but you know didn't and they would get on their computers and you know do buzzfeed quizzes with like oh what kind of dessert are you i don't know and a lot of them are very visual like they're pictures that not everybody wanted to describe to me all the time so i just had to sit back and finish for them you know wait for them to finish and so that was like one aspect that i know that i felt left out but um I, you know, I don't, Jocelyn and I really don't do that anyways, but um, that was, yeah, that was one thing. I think if we can find a game that we love and I've been trying to get her to watch some anime and she's been getting into it a little bit slowly, John, you got to help me with that a little bit. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, just finding other things that work for us or um, any, anything else to supplement what doesn't work. This is a weird question when you've been friends for a long time, but when you started, when you first started being friends, did you feel uncomfortable? Did you feel like you needed some training? Like, did you worry about how you were guiding or how you like what, what your friends would need? Was there any kind of apprehension in the beginning? Uh, so for me, not really. I didn't, I should have never asked for anything really. Like she just, she was really independent. Like at the time that I met her. And, um, like, if she did ask, I would help her, but there was, I never felt like I needed anything, she needed anything from me that I couldn't help her with. Yeah, um, if, whenever, I didn't have much apprehensions about, um, being John's friend, whenever John wanted me to do something, he would ask me, and then, um, next time we hanged out, I remembered what he wanted me to do, and if no one's doing it, I'll just do what he wanted me to do last time. And I guess on the other end of the spectrum, did, as the visually impaired person, did you ever have to tell your friend that they were being too helpful or overly helpful or doing more than you needed? Not, not with Jocelyn, actually, no. Uh, I don't, I've had experiences definitely with other people, um, not like with, say, when I was volunteering with a friend. Um, none of them had really known kind of how to, so we were like walking around on the street for an activity and, um, they didn't know how to guide me at all. So I had to tell them how to guide me. And it was like, anytime that there's like a bump in the side sidewalk, which I could see. And, you know, I was able to, to, and I told them, you know, you don't need to tell me, they'd be like, Oh my God, stop. There's something, there's something there. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's (laughs) make like, you know, that's like actually scaring me more than anything else that you're doing that I'm walking <laughs> on. So um, I think like it's happened outside of with Jasmine, but I really don't think it's, I've had any issues with, with her. And I, I, I don't really use a cane. I use an ID cane. So um, it's not something that she's had to usually guide me with, but just um, like I said, she does kind of tell me, I think it's second nature now, but just letting, I did let her know that, oh, if you see like a divot in the sidewalk, let me know if you can, just because I sometimes fall and I trip, I'm just very clumsy naturally. Um, and now it's second nature to her. So she just lets me know anytime there's uh, stairs coming and I can't see like unmarked stairs. It's mm-hmm. like it's on your right. Um, there's four steps, you know, take a step now, like that stuff. 
I was a little bit hesitant to ask her, I think, at the beginning, because I'm like, oh, I, I don't know how she'd, if she'd want to, but I think she did it the first time and it's been totally fine ever since. Yeah, I don't think anyone in my main group of friends were ever, like, went to the level of you're being way too into this, telling mm. me every single thing. I definitely, I've also had some, those random people that on the street that try to help you and they're, they, they don't know what you can and can't do. But it seems like most of my most of my group of friends are like, because sometimes I don't like get asked to do physical stuff anyway. So they're like, they, they're, it's like, okay, I don't need, uh, you, you don't need that, do you? Or it's like, it's jokingly sometimes, do you need this or not? Can we talk about blind jokes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Jasleed and I make a lot of blind jokes. Um, I make them to her all the time and she makes them to me. Uh, and I, I'm really happy that I have someone who gets them <laughs> and laughs at my terrible blind jokes. Um, but Jocelyn, I, I'm curious, like if do you, I think you make them offhandedly now, like when you're out and about, do people react like really oddly to them? Like there's this thing I do. It's so like people go like, are you blind? When they say like, are you blind? Then I'm like, no, but my best friend Ishita is. And they're like, oh, oh really? And I'm like, yeah. And then, and then they're like, you can't say that. And then I'm like, why not she she's blind and they're like and then they get really like defensive and then feel like really bad and i'm like it's i'm just like it's it's okay no, it's fine yeah i think she's just like too used to it with me now and but i think it segues into the being able to educate them saying like us oh, it's, it's okay like you know i i tend to like i trust jocelyn to not spread any misinformation or anything like that and not do it in like a harmful manner so um, I know she makes that one a lot. It definitely makes people feel uncomfortable, but I think it opens up the conversation to, oh, okay, like, what What do you mean that she's blind? Like, you know, she can't see. No, blindness is a it's like a spectrum. It comes into that conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind it at all. And I told her to keep making them because I like I like people's reaction. <laughs> I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, John and Mike, I don't know if you have any of those. I've made so many uh, blind jokes to John that I've, like, almost ran out whenever i find up a new one i just it's just it brings a tear to my heart <laughs> it, it doesn't it helps that we all make fun of each other so yeah it, yeah it's not that big a thing mm. and especially, it, it's even funnier for me when people i know who've known me for a while forget about it and they make the comment about it and then they gotta stop and say oh i'm sorry <laughs> um have you had the experience of people staring at the white cane while you're with your friend and what do you do when that happens i don't notice my um notice the background or whatever so if anyone was staring i didn't you don't notice, notice. okay <laughs> i could be, i i'm i'm blind in that sense right <laughs> my husband it really bothers him he he can't stand it i think i don't think it's happened with me and jasleen i don't even think i go out with my cane with her much because mm. i usually use it when i'm in on, in like an uncomfortable situation so if i don't know where i'm going or if it's like really dark and i can't see so i use it a lot at school um and i i, I would say like jill but jill's blind too so she wouldn't know if people are staring at us it's funny when me and her are together everybody stares at us and it's so funny because like she's guiding me a lot of the time when we're mm-hmm. on campus because I don't know that campus very well and everybody it's like the blind guy in the blind like quite literally yes. and I think it's so funny when people stare at us but um I definitely notice people staring at me at least in my area because um I don't think people are exposed to many people who are blind or visually impaired and it's definitely like I notice it 
And I kind of wanted to try this thing with Jocelyn where she holds my cane and walks around for a bit and just like experience people staring at her just like for like a bit, like not, you know, mm-hmm. just to see, cause she's very curious. She's like, I, I've never seen, I don't know what it's like. And I'm like, well, you, you can do it, <laughs> but uh, you know, just like at a sky train station and just see how people react. But uh, it, it definitely like people will definitely change their behavior around you. I've noticed like they'll move out of the way. They'll be like, Oh no, no, no. Okay. She's coming. She's coming. Uh, I'm like really dramatic. And I'm like, you know, you don't need to do that. That's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I can see, but yeah, I've noticed at least on my aspect. I think in that regard, I don't know, Michael, I don't know if you remember, but I know that um, our other friend, Nika, she notices sometimes when people, when, I, when we're walking towards them and people either can't decide which way to go or people notice and they don't do anything. And uh, my friend will, uh, she'll, there's a couple times where she's tapped my cane to purposely hit the person. I see those <laughs> as, opposed yeah. to, as opposed to, a do- as opposed to guiding me around. I'm just like, no, I'm going to hit you with this cane. <laughs> That's such a neat because you did, not, you did not get out of our way. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Michael and Jessalyn. It was it's nice to meet you and nice to hear about your friendship. And thanks for being here. Thank you. And thank you, John and Ishita, for wrangling your friends to join us tonight. Thank you. This is really fun. Yeah, we can do it again with other people. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Like, subscribe, share our podcast with a friend, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.